In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Hello and welcome into the Retirement Pathfinder. I am Ben George alongside Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky over at Pathfinder Wealth Management. Good to talk to you both again. How are you? We're doing You're good. doing just great. How are you doing, Ben? I am doing well. I'm doing well. We are uh, off and running here in 2022. I know, though, that a lot of people are keeping their eye on the market because the market is always volatile, it seems. But even more so these last couple of years, uh, what, are you, what are you all keeping an eye on yeah. right now? Yeah, Ben, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, the, the stock market has been a roller coaster this year, and I think it's mm-hmm. primarily due to two reasons. And I just want to touch on these two reasons quickly. Uh, number one is what's going on in Russia, or really in the Ukraine. Um, and it's it's really caused the market to be a roller coaster. In fact, it, there was a positive message today about, uh, you know, companies meeting their sales goals and quotas and exceeding them, but yet the market is down for the day. Who who could who could figure mm-hmm. that out? Right. But uh, yeah, but what we see here is we see, of course, um, Russia is poised on the border of Ukraine to advance. And uh, if Vladimir Putin does this, you know, he's going to uh, establish an esteemed place in Russian history. It's always been his goal to expand uh, Russia back to his former days of glory. And, um, you know, an invasion would likely set off a flight to lower risk assets in the sure. market. And it's not by the individual you know, investors, probably primarily by uh, the big uh, big firms that are managing huge uh, pension plans and mm-hmm. that type of thing. But we don't, uh, we don't think that the change, according to Brian Westbury over at First Trust, we don't think that this uh, flight to uh, low-risk assets will necessarily be long-term. And the outlook mm-hmm. for corporate fro- profits over time looks good. Any type of a downdraft in equities would be temporary and a, and a great buying opportunity. So uh, we uh, just ask people to put their seatbelts on and, and yep. uh, be prepared for a little bit of volatility. The next part of this whole equation is uh, rate hikes. And we've experienced something called uh, quantitative easing over a period of time, which means that the Fed has loosened up money supply. Uh, it's still very loose. There's a lot of money being issued by the government today. And of course, when you have a lot of dollars chasing few uh, resources, assets, uh, services, and product, uh, you have inflation that stirs up. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. So the Fed has uh, proposed that they're going to raise interest rates by a, a percent and a half to a percent three quarters this year, uh, quarter over quarter. We're not sure exactly how that's going to work, but um, uh, Brian Westbury over at uh, First Trust feels like it's not happening fast enough and it's not uh, increases uh, high enough. So we'll see what happens, but uh, we want to go into a quantitative tightening mm-hmm. scenario where there's few dollars going out there and tightening up the money supply, which means that uh, now we'll get uh, uh, back to lower in inflation. They really are projecting that inflation at this time next year would run probably closer to 2% again. I don't know. We'll see what what happens there, but uh, that's why you are in equities. That's why you're in the market mm-hmm. to offset inflation. Uh, don't think that you have to get out of the market because of inflation. That's exactly why you be you, you need to be in the market. Yeah, yeah, good point, Phil. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely interesting to to keep an eye on, and I guess that's I, it seems like over, overall it's positive. There'll be some short term volatility, yeah, obviously, yeah. but. Market. Yeah, it's just markets. Re, you know, they respond to news. Yep. Yeah, news, news is, bad news. Yeah, and, news uh, is random, and so yeah. the markets are random. And yep, we just say that you know, there's two kinds of markets out there. There's the goofy silliness that goes on on a daily basis based on the news, but then of course, 
long term, the uh, the real market returns are generated by corporate profits, and uh, and that's where people need to focus on. Yeah, interest rates. You said he was talking about a one point seven five percent this year, Phil. Yes, mm -hmm. that might be. Yeah, because I was reading you know maybe quarter percent at a time, but that might that may be a little lofty. But hmm. you know we'll we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. I think we're still going to have high inflation this year, and I don't know about two percent next year. Do you? Well. You know, it's speculation, but uh, if we can get uh, what they call the quantitative tightening in place, yeah, we'll, we'll probably see inflation mm -hmm. revert back to its normal levels of about two to two and a half percent. Yes. In a few years, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, something we'll track throughout the year and we will uh, provide more updates as we have them. But today we're going to talk about who even needs a financial advisor. And it kind of plays perfectly into this because obviously a financial advisor, you can bounce ideas mm. off, get get a market update, get their perspective on these things. But beyond that, there are certain situations where maybe you've been doing things yourself for a while and you feel pretty comfortable with your own financial abilities. But there are certain times when that when these scenarios pop up that, hey, maybe it actually is time that I reach out to a financial uh, advisor. So we will talk about that today. I'll, I'll remind you too, you can find everything online at pathfinderadvisory.com. It's the best place to start. And we put all of our podcasts up there as well. So you can uh, get more information there. But if you want to schedule a meeting with Barbara and Phil after we have this discussion today and you realize, hey, maybe I do need a financial advisor, pathfinderchat.com is the place to do that. All right. So it's kind of like, I know, Phil, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Kind of like, uh, you, know, you might be a redneck if, right? That You, you remember those old jokes? <laughs> you, you calling you, me a redneck? <laughs> no, no. I know you're, you got you're a good the, you're sense You're the one of, that lives in North Carolina, Ben. <laughs> I know you got a good sense of humor, but and I know you're aware of those. So it's kind of like that. Who who needs a financial advisor? You might yeah, need a financial yeah. advisor if. So we got four different uh, ideas to be thinking about. And let's start with this one. So you might need a financial advisor if you tend to be a procrastinator and just need that kick in the butt. Well, you know, what is what is procrastination anyhow? It, you know, and what does it mean regarding investment? If you go to your authoritative dictionary, Google, right, and you see what the meaning is of procrastination, it means to delay or postpone action, putting off doing something. You know, I've heard it said that the reason people die, and, and this is a term they use, they die with the music still in them, mm -hmm. is because they never arrive at their hopes and dreams mm. due to procrastination. Yeah. Uh, people often procrastinate because they are afraid of failing at the task that they know they need to complete. I have termed this FOF, F-O-F, fear of failure. And fear of failure causes many people to either procrastinate investing for the future because they don't know what to do. They're confused, right? Mm -hmm. Or even preventing them from getting started in the first place. Uh, some of the saddest meetings that Barb and I have conducted in the past been uh, for either pre or post retirees um, have been when they've come in and we've determined that uh, during their income planning session that they have either started too late to put money aside or didn't uh, uh, didn't didn't put enough money away to begin with. And so the lifestyle that they're expecting in retirement will not happen. It's sad. But yeah. but here's the problem with it. Wall Street. Uh, is really uh, guilty for adding some of uh, some to the problem, somewhat to the problem. And I, and here's what I mean by that. I, I just Googled the term investments and have come up with 2,420,000 results, 2,420 <laughs> million results for, yeah, 2 Man. billion results. Now I ask, you know, does this add clarity about investing or confusion? Hmm. Well, probably confusion because the more responses you get, where do you go? Right. That's that's the problem. Does it add, you know, peace of mind or does it add fear? fear? So yeah, fear. Absolutely, it adds fear. So who can blame someone for procrastinating on investing when it's driven by fear and confusion? 
daily, you know, investors are bombarded with messages like stock market. The stock market is at all time highs. So invest in gold to avoid the oncoming market crash. Or how about this one? This is the latest. And this one goes to greed appeal. Learn how to cash in and become a millionaire with only $1,000 by investing in cryptocurrency. Oh, how about that? <laughs> well, economist Benjamin Graham said years ago, he said, quote, the investor's cheap problem and even his worst enemy is likely to be himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can be your own worst enemy. I And we talk <laughs> about this a lot, Barb, that really behavior is uh, really a significant uh, ingredient as far as success as an investor. The prescription for procrastination and achieving as well as preserving financial peace of mind in retirement is by hiring not just a financial advisor, but a fiduciary advisor, somebody who has a legally and morally, uh, morally, moral, legal or moral commitment to represent you, uh, not some big Wall Street firm out there that they work for. A good fidu a fiduciary and financial advisor will not only steer you into an academically strong financial plan, Barb, but, but they'll also have the courage to discreetly and tactfully kick your butt you if you dare to do something against <laughs> your own best interest. And that's important. I mean, people need to be talked to. You need to speak truth into their lives about uh, the reality of the markets out there and what they're doing with regard to responding to their own behavior. Well, that's true. Because even even when we when you just said that, I just thought of the people's plans that we've set up. And, you know, if they're going to the well too often, so to speak, oh, you yes, know, we, yes. we've got to, we have to mention that to them now. You know what they choose to do with that information is is up to them, but we have to we have to you know give them some eye opening uh, thoughts on that. I think people tend to assume that they're going to be okay in retirement. You know what they're not aware of is that you don't invest the same during your working years and contributing to your four hundred one k as you do in the accumulation phase when you're in retirement. Well, it's easy peasy because all you have to do is just set it up with their employer to withdraw a certain amount from their paycheck to yep. go into a four hundred one k. Life is simple, life is uncomplicated, and away they go. But when they get to retirement, watch out. Yeah, see, they, yeah, right, because they can't access it before 59 and a half. So it's just kind of like putting money away blindly. Mm -hmm. But unbeknownst to them, the focus isn't on return when you retire, but how much income can you get and how long exactly. will it last? Exactly. And there's, a, and there's a lot that you're not aware of. And we're going to cover that on this podcast. So stay tuned. And we're going to cover that with you don't know what you don't know. Mm. Yeah, there's no question. We'll get to that one in just a second. But I want to touch on our next one is kind of to your what you were talking about, Phil, but you might need a financial advisor because you don't even have any idea where to start when it comes to retirement planning. And to your point, you start searching for something, you're going to come up with 2 billion results. Right. Yep. Well, you know, the people that we are the most help to are those that don't know, uh, they don't, they don't know where to start. So they have, say, a 401k, social security. There's not too many anymore that have pensions. And some people have investment accounts outside of that, Roth IRAs also. And this part is crucial that you get it right because you can have choices about how to take your money in retirement that you don't, that you don't have during your working years. So first of all, how is your money invested to give you income for the rest of your life with the least amount of risk? And then there are other steps that are equally as important, like income. Actually, the most important of all the steps is income because this has to last you and your spouse if you're married for possibly 30 years. And thirdly, I would say, if you spend a lifetime growing your estate, um, how do you want things set up in the end, uh, in the event of capacity or in death? Do you have a will or do you need a more detailed plan now that you've accumulated more wealth than, say, when you first got married? The best performing retirement plan could have a devastating tax effect if you don't plan properly. 
you know, we could get the best returns for you, but what does it mean in the end if mm. you haven't planned for a big uh, state tax issue? And lastly, how is your health? You may be sitting here now saying, I'm healthy, everything's fine. And, you know, is it important to protect your assets from a lengthy hospital stay mm. or a nursing home stay down mm. the road? I mean, people that retire now, say 65, you're not even going to, wouldn't even consider that kind of a move or their, you know, health to that degree, probably for 20 years, but you have to give some thought to it now. And then once you have a plan, it needs to be reviewed. So a good retirement planning specialist will cover all of these areas, not just money management. You need to give us a call or reach out to us for a 15-minute call at pathfinderchat.com. Just schedule a 15-minute call, pathfinderchat.com, because you remember you only get one retirement. You want to make sure you get it right and not have to go back to work or rely on your family. Yeah, Barb, it's it's been said, and, and I've heard this statement years ago that that most people spend more time planning their vacation every year than they do their financial future. You know, I heard that too. Yep. <laughs> over the years too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And and uh, you know, why is that true? Well, because it's it's mystical. It's uh, a lot of it's guesswork. Um, you know, people don't they can't predict the future. It, but if I were to tell a 25 year old kid that they need to save two million dollars by the time they're 65, they wouldn't believe it. I mean, it, it's just overwhelming to them. And it's easier to put off those more complicated questions. And uh, I think I think it's got a lot to do with the procrastination thing. Yeah. And I think people look at a retirement as an event. One time, one time deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they retire and, and they're, go- they're gone. Yeah. This, this is the last day of work when actually retirement is a process. It's, it's got to be interactive. Mm-hmm. It really does. Sure does. Well, this next one on our list uh, of, of who actually needs a financial advisor, I think this to me personally is the most valuable because I've learned a lot from you both over the course of this podcast that I just wasn't aware of. And I think that's the case for many people that don't work with an advisor is you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know and what you don't know can hurt you bad. Mm-hmm. It really can. <laughs> uh, you know, former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld has been given credit for that particular phrase. And then he added another one. He says that there are unknown unknowns, unknown unknowns. (laughs) And he was referring to uh, terrorism intelligence. So indeed, you know, we can understand how lack of knowledge in the area of national defense can have deadly consequences. Uh, If they had known uh, about the attack with 9-11, they would have averted it, but they didn't have that information. And they didn't know what they didn't know. The phrase, you don't know what you don't know is often used to mean you think you fully understand something when you actually don't. A term that is often used to describe someone who doesn't see or understand the complete picture but won't admit it is called hubris. Right. It's known as hubris. <laughs> and it's shown to be uh, their excessive, due to their express, excessive pride or self-confidence. Uh, on the battlefield, on the battlefield, commanders who have this hubris are likely to get a lot of people killed. Mm-hmm. So you ask, well, Phil, how can I be hurt if I serve as my own financial advisor? Well, let me count the ways. Here are a few basic questions that really illustrate the point. If I were to ask the typical investor, which segments of the economy have historically produced the best market returns? Do you think they'd be able to answer that correctly, Barb? I don't think they would. Probably. I haven't, mm-hmm. heard, I haven't found too many. No. Put money into Google or uh, Microsoft. Apple, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, can they explain how compound interest works? Maybe a few. Yeah, I would say a couple could. Or what's the difference between a large cap stock and a small cap stock? I don't think so. No, not that one. Or which has given the greatest overall long-term stock market return, value stocks or growth stocks? Most people would probably say growth. Well, 
I don't know if they could even describe the difference. True, true. What's the difference between a value and a growth stock? So here's the deal. If you end up selecting the wrong answer to any one of these questions because you don't know what you don't know, it can lead to financial disaster. Let me, let me put some numbers to it. Uh, we often talk about this company called Dalbar. Dalbar is one of those mystical companies out there. I mean, they just, they're a bunch of brainiacs. What they do is they research investor behavior, the psychology of behavior, and they measure the results. And what they have discovered in a recent study, and this is for a time period between 1991 and 2020, 2020 which is a 29-year period of time, that if the average investor put away $100,000 in equity funds, those would be like stock funds, okay? They would make an average return during that period of time over 29 years of 6.24%. Hey, that's pretty good. 6.24%, you know, when you compare that to bank rates, pretty sure. darn good, right? You say, Phil and Barb, that's not bad. But remember, most investors don't know what they don't know. If they realize that they had placed, if they had placed that $100,000 into a plain old vanilla S&P 500 index fund, how boring can that be? You can't be the life of the party to talk about a S&P 500 index fund, right? <laughs> Everybody wants to know what the best place is to put the money. You know, which stock should they buy? Well, guess what? The S&P 500 during the same period of time did 10.7%. Mm-hmm. Wow. Big well, difference. That's a big difference. What are the differences in dollars? Well, how about this? If you put your money into that S&P 500 during that period of time, you would have only made $1,328,000 more. Only, huh? Only, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say every every $1.3 million difference at age 65 is, is significant, right? Yeah, yeah. 29 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so who needs a financial who needs a financial advisor? I, Phil Gusky, <laughs> I need a financial advisor. Just like doctors need doctors. <laughs> Absolutely. Barb, you need a financial advisor. Ben, you need yep. a financial advisor. Yep. By the way, Ben, who's your financial advisor? <laughs> and <laughs> so and so, you know, we have to learn why? Because we have to learn what we don't know right? Because what we don't know will hurt us. Our job at Pathfinder is to introduce our clients to the world of of what we call financial science. It's evidence-based investing that comes out from the greatest business schools in the country. Because we use the academic resource available, we don't do any speculating or gambling with the client's money, the way a lot of Wall Street firms want you to do. Our aim is to take you through a process that will give you clarity and confidence Clarity and confidence, because you will begin to know that which you need to know to become a successful investor. Yeah, and I would say this statement, you don't know what you don't know, really sums up, you know, all of who needs a financial advisor statements or questions, you know, um, as far as uh, seeking professional help. People don't know certain things like how much money you can or that you actually can take money out of a 401k uh, or any kind of a Mm -hmm. pre uh, pre taxed account, even a Roth pre 59 and a half and not pay a penalty. And people don't know what are the best ages for converting to a Roth IRA taxes. No one has, takes that into consideration. When we uh, started teaching those classes, taxes and retirement several years ago, I mean, we've got sometimes standing room only with people that are uh, don't know about taxes and retirement, right. what, what kind of effect that's going to have on those pre-tax dollars and their financial advisors aren't talking to them about it. So if you withdraw, from the right account at the right time with all other sources of income, you could add portfolio longevity of up to nine years. Mm. And we have educational sessions with each client that comes to our firm because all the topics to cover in retirement are equally important. So time is well spent to give at least an hour to each of those topics during planning. So it's nothing for Phil and I to sit with uh, a couple or an individual and spend three to four planning sessions during the planning phase. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what you don't know. Such a, such a very, very, 
crucial reason to work with a financial advisor. All right, we got one more for who needs a financial advisor. Well, if you're someone that hears a lot of conflicting opinions in the media and you just don't even know who to listen to, and I think we all kind of fall into this uh, umbrella at some point probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, that's the scary part. Well, you, you, you had Googled, I think you Googled. Um, yeah, $2 billion. Yeah, so what, that was, for what, what just was invest, it? Just investments. Just investments. Yeah. So I, I Googled retirement planning out of curiosity. <laughs> 382 million results. 382 million. Oh, they better million. start early and reading those. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in the workforce, it's not uncommon to invest in your 401k like others that you work with. Well, it's not only a bad idea, but it's certainly not sound advice. But I feel for people preparing to retire and not knowing who to see or where to go. I can give you some advice on who to look for. Uh, a fiduciary for one. A fiduciary is one who acts in their client's best interest, meaning you're giving all available options to help that person. And then you and your advisor together choose the best option. On the other hand, a suitability standard says you, the advisor, act in the best interest of the company, not necessarily the best interest for the client, but what's in the company's best interest. Schedule an appointment, I would say, with two or three, and you'll get a feel for who has your best interest. And oftentimes, your best judge is your internal gut feeling. Also keep in mind that not every advisor invests the same way. So when you're looking at a plan for your money in retirement and how to invest that, be careful that you take the time to know about your plan. If an advisor is in a hurry to put you in a single product and you know not a lot explained to you, it may not be in your best interest. It should be co-designing a plan together with your clients. And that plan should include all areas of retirement, investment and risk, an income plan, estate plan, protection of your estate, healthcare, all of those. Well, it's interesting, Barb, to, to know that there really is no requirement uh, to define what a, what a fiduciary advisor is. Now, now in the world of, uh, of what we call standalone advisory firms like ours, uh, we're supposed to advise to, or uh, we're supposed to adhere to the financial, uh, what they call the fiduciary standard, mm-hmm. which is very important. Um, but there's no requirement out there to make people do that. There's no requirement to make advisors do that. And so uh, there's people running around this town that are selling annuities and there's nothing wrong with annuities. I, you know, they have their place, but there's people that are what we call one trick ponies where they, they think there's one answer for any particular problem you might have. And, and, and so all your money and all your money goes into one product. Those are not fiduciaries. The, those people are not really representing you. They're representing their own interest and it's a single product sale. So be aware of those people that are, are trying to push product at you. Right. Well, awesome. All great reasons why you might can reconsider working with a financial advisor if you don't already. And the great place to start, again, is pathfinderchat.com. You can schedule a meeting there. And for anybody that does that, Barbara and Phil, what can they expect? What is the, what is the next step after they, they hit book on that, that meeting? After a 15-minute session, uh, that'll just tell us whether it makes sense to move to uh, either a Zoom call if you're not available or an in-house uh, you know, session. And that usually is about an hour because we want to get a little bit more information from you to get a feel for who you are, what it is that you're looking for, how it is that we could possibly help you, if at all. So the very first 15-minute phone call is really low-key, and it's just to see what your concerns are and to see if that's an area that we can help you in, and we go from there. Very good. Well, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Retirement Pathfinder. Again, we'll be keeping an eye on the market throughout, so we'll have more updates to come as uh, Barbara and Phil keep an eye on things. And also, we'll have more conversations upcoming on retirement financial planning. So please hit subscribe to the show wherever you listen, and we'll have more episodes coming soon. So Barbara and Phil, thanks for the time today. Thanks Thanks for the questions.
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.